1: I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. Senior Care Live is the nation's premier radio program where we provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. This is a safe place to get accurate and reliable information you can absolutely count on. Each and every week, we discuss important issues such as how to remain independent in your own home, how to find the right senior care community, how to pay for the high cost of senior care and legal issues involving elder law and estate planning. We also discuss senior-related health issues and how to care for the caregiver. As always, if you have a question, you can reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And uh, don't forget, you can also visit us online at SeniorCareLive, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. And uh, we have a really, really good program uh, for you here today. Before we jump in, I just uh, want to acknowledge and, and thank uh, my friend and, and kind of guest producer, uh, Mark Groves. Uh, Mark, thanks so much uh, again for going above and beyond and and producing the program and and allowing us to continue the program during these uh, crazy times that we're living in. (laughs) You are welcome. All right, all right. So it goes without saying that we find ourselves in unprecedented, extraordinary times. Uh, COVID 19 has directly impacted each one of us from school aged children to the elderly and infirm. So I'm pleased to welcome today Mr. David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, uh, to discuss the impact COVID 19 has had on a national level and then on a local level, and then specifically at his organization. So, uh, David, uh, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Steve, and I, I look forward
2: to our conversation today as well.
1: All right. And uh, just for the record, we're, we're practicing the ultimate social distancing here. <laughs> we are. <laughs> just by being on the phone here today. So, all right. So, I just, first, I, I just want to thank your caregivers who are on the front lines each and every day and in these remarkable times you know it's the doctors and the nurses who run straight toward the sickness and the and the people who who are infected and, and not away from them at all so can you speak a little bit about what we know about covid-19 today Absolutely.
2: And uh, Steve, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, our team is, they're uh, working su- super hard. But, but let me point out that, um, first of all, I'm not a physician. And so, you know, I'm just repeating to you information that uh, that we are provided from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention or the CDC, the World Health Organization and other uh, public health officials. And mm-hmm. so I, uh, I, uh, along with our physician and our nurses um, who are leading the ways at Kansas City Hospice, we're continually um, monitoring and, where appropriate, are in very close contact with local, state, um, and federal public health officials to maximize our ability to care for the most vulnerable people in our community. And we know that uh, most people who become infected um, experience uh, mild illness and recover, but uh, it can be more severe for others. And um, early symptoms appear to be fever, cough, shortness of breath. It can be reported that a loss of smell and or taste are symptoms as well. And according to the CDC, those at higher risk for contracting the virus include people that are 65 or older, people who live in a nursing home or a long-term care facility. Other high-risk conditions could include people with a chronic lung disease or moderate to severe asthma, people who have serious heart conditions, uh, people who are immunocompromised, uh, including cancer treatment, um, and people really of any age that um, have severe obesity um, or certain underlying medical conditions. Um, particularly if they're not well-controlled, such as those with diabetes, renal failure, or liver disease. So, the, there are just, are, there's just a few basic protective things that I think we all hear about related to COVID-19, uh, including, you know, just frequent washing your, your hands, Using alcohol-based hand sanitizer and maintaining social distancing, which is so important.
1: And uh, David, I, I have never washed my hands so much in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And uh, it, it's a
2: it's a it's a big deal. It's very important. And, and not don't touch your face is another big one. So yeah. yeah. Uh, we need to be careful. Um, we've heard this, but you know, maintaining six foot space between people. Um, exists to protect us from those who are infected unbeknownst to them. Mm-hmm. And it's believed that this six-foot uh, distance allows for a safe perimeter. So so because there is no um, vaccine to prevent the COVID-19 our most effective response to prevent this transmission uh, is to prevent the transmission. So, you know, we know that many people are likely to get it, um, but if we can extend that time out so that everyone doesn't get it at once, you know, flatten the curve, as they say, um, this will help us to prevent a surge of uh, need for health care care providers who may not have all the resources to help everyone at one time. So, at Kansas City Hospice, our entire patient population is considered high risk, and so it's, it's uh, vitally important for these patients and for their families to minimize contact with others as much as possible which help to protect one another, as well
1: as um, our very important caregivers. All right. No doubt about it. So uh, like with, uh, with any other virus or illness, it's imperative that we do all we can do to protect our vulnerable populations. And mm-hmm. can you talk about what precautions are being taken and what adjustments are generally being made to support nursing home and long-term care facility residents?
2: Sure. Uh, The general strategies that the CDC recommends uh, to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in long-term care facilities are really the same strategies um, that these facilities use every day to detect and prevent the spread of other respiratory viruses, just like the flu. So, aggressive visitor restrictions have been put in place to control the spread. The CDC recommends that for patients um, who suspect or have confirmed um, COVID-19 in the facility um, that um, they restrict, you know, all visitation except for uh, during a compassionate care situation such as end-of-life, restrict Mm -hmm. volunteers and non-essential healthcare um, personnel. Um, and also non-essential personnel. Period. So, you know, like barbers, that type of thing. Cancel mm-hmm. all group activities and um, communal dining, and then implement uh, active screening of residents um,
1: and healthcare providers for fever and respiratory symptoms. Okay. And what about locally? So, what are your care teams experiencing when they enter long-term care facilities? Because you're you're still allowed, right? You're because you're an essential an uh, essential function? You know, um, we're seeing
2: um, really across the board that um, there there are aggressive um, new long-term care community rules and restrict in, restrictions that have been put in place, which really center around restricting access to patients to control the spread. So, we are making adjustments and we're responding um, to those rules, um, to various regulatory requirements, um, as well as... Um, how the facility wants us to visit, as well as the individual family wants us to to visit. So we're making those adjustments to the best of our ability, and then we adjust our plan of care accordingly. And I think the key is that we are in constant communication with these um, these facilities to make sure we understand
1: exactly what's going on. Absolutely. Uh, and everyone has to work as a team, uh, big picture, and, and really in concert uh, to protect uh, the residents there. That's what it's all about. So- So, um, all right, so can you talk about how this pandemic has directly affected Kansas City Hospice and what changes have your organization made uh, to comply with the new guidelines? This just must be uh, a a huge, huge effort on your part. You know, it it really is um, a big
2: effort, but, you know, our goal is and always has been to help the entire family make the most of the remaining time that they have with their loved ones. I'm so proud of our care teams and as I mentioned in your opening that they really are on the front lines and they're delivering expert, compassionate care every single day to 12 counties in our community. And to be frank, I am in awe of our doctors, our nurses, our social workers, our chaplains, really everyone. They've made immediate adjustments. Uh, Many weeks ago, as new information came to light, and we've continued to respond to the information and the guidelines that, frankly, are coming about every single day. So, we have a daily task force that meets um, to ensure that our families are are not only kept as physically safe as possible, but they can still access emotional and spiritual care, um, such as our grief support services. And these are really vital and necessary services, and that need, of course, has not stopped.
1: All right. All right. So, uh, for our listeners, uh, if, uh, if you have a hospice need or a palliative care need and you want to reach out to our friends at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, let me provide uh, a phone number here. You're going to want to write this down, 816-363-2600. 816-363-2600, or uh, you could also go online. So uh, all of us are living online now. So if we weren't before, we definitely are now. So uh, that's at kc uh, kchospice.org. All right. And uh, 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 let's not forget about our Senior Care Live question of the week. Vaccines against pneumonia protect you against the new coronavirus, COVID-19. Is that statement true or false? We'll have the answer right after the
0: break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. one 800 331 6445 And don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device. Just go to seniorcarelive.com, click on the big microphone right there on the homepage or the listen live button, give it a few seconds to connect and uh, you are in, it'll start streaming to your phone, your computer, your tablet, whatever you have and it really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. It's more of a statement. Vaccines against pneumonia protect you against the new coronavirus COVID-19. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is false. It is false. Vaccines against pneumonia, such as the pneumococcal vaccine and the influenza type B vaccine do not provide protection unfortunately against this new virus COVID-19. The virus is so new and so different that it needs its own vaccine which uh, again unfortunately that just does not exist. So researchers are trying to develop a vaccine and the World Health Organization is supporting their efforts and Uh, You know, although the seasonal flu and pneumonia vaccines aren't effective against COVID nineteen, the CDC recommends that vaccination against any respiratory illness uh, is is a good thing. They 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 recommend that you get those uh, vaccinations. Uh, It certainly can't hurt. There's no doubt about that. So, uh, all right. So before the break. Uh, Our friend and special guest today, Mr. David Wiley, uh, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, uh, was discussing how the pandemic has directly impacted Kansas City Hospice and how they've changed their operations uh, in this uh, difficult time. And David, I think there are a couple of other points that you were wanting to review with us.
2: Yeah, you know, Steve, I just was gonna reiterate that um, besides the incredible um, Uh, Flexibility that our care teams have provided. Um, We were able to quickly assess and implement a stay at home model for. for our organization to the extent possible. Most of um, our employees are deemed essential and are required to move about the community to deliver patient care, but for those uh, staff that are able to work from home, we did move them um, as quickly as possible uh, really before the community even mandated that so that we Uh could protect our hands-on caregivers and to minimize potential exposure for them and therefore minimize potential exposure for the very sick people that we care for. And we also have followed the CDC recommendations that I spoke about earlier, uh, particularly in our two inpatient units, the Kansas City Hospice House and the NorthCare Hospice House, in, in an effort to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. So we are visiting we are limiting visitors um, for the safety of all, and we've implemented uh, visitor screening that includes a brief questionnaire and, and making sure that people have a temperature less than 100.4, which is the CDC guideline. Okay. Uh, so, this is not something that I ever, ever could have imagined.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
2: But, you know, we, we re- recognize how emotionally painful this is for families, so we're, we're working really hard to implement some unique solutions for families.
1: Okay, yeah, and you talk about uh, being in a really, really difficult situation because uh, you know many times you're you're dealing with with uh, families you know not being able to potentially you know not being able to uh, to see or spend time with with their loved one who is on hospice care. So uh, that is uh, that's as that's as tough as it gets right there. And I I salute you and your entire team for just doing a great job under these just terrible circumstances, frankly. So. Um, So given the social distancing guidelines, which basically amounts to you'll stay at home unless you're conducting essential business, uh, you've been able to use technology uh, to your to your benefit. And uh, why why don't you tell us uh, about this? This is just really great, great stuff here. You know, um, like I
2: mentioned, we have some employees that are
1: working at home, about 50 employees
2: that are working remotely, um, and th- these are primarily positions which support our essential operations, but they don't uh, require direct patient care, um, or or the care that they provide can be done remotely, such as spiritual and grief support, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, speak- and speaking of grief support, we have some wonderful things that are happening thanks to phone calls and even some video conferencing, our Solid House Center for Grief and Healing continues to provide essential support to families who, in many ways, really need that extra connection right now um, and that support really more than ever. So um, Mm -hmm. we have several several clients um, who are successfully checking in with their social workers, grief counselors, and chaplains, and they're benefiting from that human internet human interaction and positive touch point, um, even if it is a video call, and our clinicians are able to assess um, for visible signs of distress, depression, anxiety, uh, while maintaining that relationship. So, we also have implemented telehealth so that our nurse practitioners um, can provide care to patients receiving palliative care through our home health um, our home health business, our advanced illness support business, and some of our physicians are able to make some visits using telehealth. And, and and we're also working on implementing technology which allows us to offer families the ability to connect with one another, so to the extent that they're um, not able to be here due to travel restrictions or other things. And these guidelines, you know, they're meant to keep our community safe, but of course, um, it can be emotionally painful, as you mentioned, when you're considering that families who may have blood at the end of life um, and or other unique circumstances, um, their emotional support is just as important to us as their physical support, and we really want to do everything we possibly can to maintain those connections.
1: All right, absolutely, no doubt, and uh, David, what kind of assistance are you looking for, and, and how can the public help you and your organization at this critical time of need?
2: You know, Steve, um, as you can imagine, obviously the, the, the the need is great right now. You know, we're serving a record record number of patients and families um, through life, death, and grief. And the most impactful way is to, to make a financial gift. And so that can be done on our website. Um, We have over 500 amazing uh, and generous volunteers that give their time and talent every single year. Um, Those needs still exist and so we're doing a few things that are unique, I believe, um, just in terms of social distancing and staying at home. We've made some adjustments, um, so we're not providing volunteer services in a face-to-face way right now. Um, but there are several other ways that our volunteers are making a difference, like providing phone calls or writing letters for companionship. Um, we have some no-contact care bag deliveries that are happening, uh, letters to staff um, and caregivers for encourage, encourage, encouragement, encouragement, mm-hmm. some mask sewing, um, hand-addressing envelopes for encouragement cards, that kind of thing. So,
1: um, a lot going on. All right. All right. Excellent. And uh, David, I was wondering, do you have a, a few extra minutes today where maybe you can uh, stay over the next break? And because uh, I had a couple more questions I would just love to uh, ask you and, uh, and maybe have you kind of uh, share some, some of your thoughts with after the break. Can you hang on just a little bit after our break? I'd be happy to, Steve. All right. All right. So we're speaking with David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, let me give you their phone number if you'd like to reach out. Fantastic organization. 816-363-2600. 816 363 2600. You can also visit online. It is a fantastic website, kchospice.org. That's kc hospice. Org. And we're going to be back with more from David Wiley right after the break. Don't go away.
0: You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to reach us on our toll-free number anytime. That's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, if you miss an episode of Senior Care Live, If you want to share the program with someone else, or maybe you just want to go back and listen to it again, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that's where you'll find all of the previously aired episodes in chronological order. Uh, Please feel free to help yourself. Uh, Lots and lots of people do that each and every month. All right, back to our special guest today, by phone, we are socially distancing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> visiting with uh, David Wiley. He's the president and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And, and uh, David, thanks for staying on uh, a little bit longer with us today over the break. I appreciate that. Absolutely, Steve. So happy to do it. Okay, and so how are, these are i mean we're talking unprecedented tough times unnavigated unchartered waters, and all of those things so how are you keeping things positive for your employees and and what words of encouragement and hope can you offer to the community as as a whole you
2: know steve that's a a great question um first of all it's it's so important for us to take care of ourselves the mental health and the well-being of our employees, honestly, for everyone in the community is absolutely essential um, now more than ever. And, you know, remember, it, it's okay to go outside if possible, you know, take brief walks um, throughout the day, uh, feel the sunshine. I personally like to walk really early in the morning when the birds are chirping. It's it's therapeutic for me. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're out in the middle of the day, you know, adhere to the social distancing, of course. We've implemented. Um, a daily, it's called mindful moments, to remind um, our own caregivers just how important it is to look after themselves. And so through these daily emails, they may receive words of encouragement, brief meditations, short videos, or even a musical performance by our music therapist, Jesse Heilman. Um, These are simple things um, that help us feel connected and focus on our own well-being. And I really encourage everyone to try something like this, even if it's just taking 10 very slow, deep breaths. So I know we will get through this. I'm very impressed by the way families and strangers alike have pulled together to lift each other up. So um, take care of yourself, take care of your loved ones, and remember, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and, um, you know, others uh, really do thank you for it.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And so, you know, Mark and I talked uh, last week about, you know, some of the positive things that we've noticed uh and i was just wondering uh if you uh if you had anything you'd like to share with us uh and, and you just referred to it the one thing i noticed even just uh just you know running into it to get some get some gas at the gas station or something everyone seems uh, a lot more friendly and i don 't think i 'm imagining that. I can really see that feel it. You get a sense that we we really are all in this together it, it, are you feeling that or are you seeing some other positive things as well?
2: you know Steve absolutely um for me personally, just when you 're walking and somebody 's walking the other direction, just a gentle wave is a nice. It's a nice uh, moment. But from a Kansas City hospice perspective, a few things I I will tell you that are just great things. Uh, One, just like every other healthcare organization, we struggle with the personal protective equipment and making Mm -hmm. sure um, that we have enough. And we're ordering and sourcing and procuring every single day. But we've had people that have dropped off um, the N95 masks, which we need. They've dropped those off to us, which are critically important. Um, to protect our staff. So those gestures of a box here, 10 there, I mean, that really matters. Our volunteers, um, for example... Uh, Gary Kirkland this week at the Kansas City Hospice House can't go inside, but he plays the guitar, and he's out on the sidewalk with the windows open, and and our families can hear him playing, so that's absolutely excellent.
1: That is Uh, awesome. I love that. It is. I love that. I mean,
2: when you can make a difference like that, we had a donor call and ask me, um, hey, I can't help. What do you need? And that's right when we were working towards for uh, getting additional laptops for some of our staff to work at home. And that individual decided, decided to write a $2,000 check to help us offset those costs. I mean, that, wow, that's nice. just an act of kindness that is just uh, really important. Um, I had a call. This is really right in the heat of when things are starting to get crazy. And, and um, a donor, a lady that's been connected with us, so this is not a new thing out of the blue, but she called me. And I answered, and um, we had a, a nice conversation. She was updating her will, and mm-hmm. she said, um, I've contemplated this a very long time, and I've decided to leave my home to Kansas City Hospice. Wow. She said, I wanted to talk to you about that and your thoughts of how this could be helped. And, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those moments, it's kind of a surreal moment to even talk about it now, um, but she was... Uh, making some really important decisions about her legacy. And she made that decision, and uh, we talked through it. And, um, you know, those those types of things are rare uh, that happen, but I, I'm i just expressing that because of just my gratitude to many who are, are working hard to, to give back and to do things in different ways. So
1: that is that is excellent. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed, uh, and I think maybe everyone has to a certain extent, but, uh, what this, what this whole situation has done is it, it puts things in a laser focused perspective and it reminds you what it really, what is really most important. And uh and things that were important 2 or 3 weeks ago just not so much now <laughs> you know like uh you know, the chief's draft or you know opening day i love i love all of that but it doesn't seem very important right now uh and it's a, it's a perspective uh, thing and i uh, i just think that's one of the uh, real real important things and one of the real positive things i think that's coming
2: out of all this so i couldn't agree more and um and I just I'm very grateful. I'm very proud of our team. I'm proud of our organization and how they're responding. And uh, I'm grateful to the community for the support uh, of them reaching out and um,
1: helping us in, in an important time. Absolutely. So uh, So David, as we uh, conclude here today, uh, what's the best way to contact you if listeners are interested? in any of Kansas City hospices, uh, you know, hospice and and grief support services or maybe in ways that they can give back to their community. Absolutely. So, our website, I think, as you mentioned earlier, Steve, is a
2: great resource for people. They can learn about end-of-life issues. It's, a, it's a, an important resource. It has information for people that want to learn more about their options. Um, our main phone number is and will continue to be available. It, it's answered 24-7. Uh, you can find out. Um, information about donating or volunteering or options for care. So um, Mm -hmm. the website is kchospice.org and our phone number is 816-363-2600.
1: All right, that's 816-363-2600 or online at kchospice.org. David, thanks so much for being here today. I, I really appreciate it. And uh, and, and you're doing you know, the work that you do. It's always important. Uh, but right now, I think it's even more important than ever before. And you you have uh, you're seeing uh, as, as many uh, patients and families that you've ever seen in the history of KC Hospice and Oh, by the way, you're working with these incredible restrictions. It's a huge, heavy load. I'm going to be saying some prayers for you and all of the, the great folks at, at KC Hospice. And uh, we'll we'll all get through this together, no doubt about it. I think it will make all of us better and stronger, and we'll learn new ways to do things. And I think we'll be better off for it, as painful as it seems right now. <laughs> I agree with you, Steve. I'm very thankful for um, all
2: of those kind words, and I know the team appreciates the support as well. And I agree with you that um, the world is going to be a different place on the other side of this, and um, and we'll learn we'll learn tremendous amounts um, about things, and um, we will adjust and adapt, and we'll become stronger for it, I, I have confidence, and we will survive through this. I know we will. So, uh, thank you so much for your support.
1: You bet, absolutely. All right, thank you, David. I appreciate it. Have a great uh, rest of your day. Okay, take care. All right, and thanks again to David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And uh, they are just such a fine organization. They are working their tails off to continue to provide great care and, and service. Uh, and 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 they'll get through. He's right. They'll get through this. Uh, we'll, we'll all get through this and we'll be, we'll be better off for it, no doubt about it. So uh, we'd just like to challenge everyone just to choose to make a difference. A lot of people are already doing some of these things. But, you know, I, I really believe in a, in a crisis that, you know, such as this one, you know, we just we see the best. Uh, sometimes we see the worst <laughs> in, in humanity. I will talk about that in the fourth segment. Um, but, uh, but mostly, I think we see the best in humanity. We see heroic actions uh, like David and I talked. you know, we see doctors and nurses running toward the ill and the sick and the infirmed, not away. We see neighbors helping neighbors uh, and, and we go the extra mile. And And if we have someone who is quarantined to their home and they absolutely cannot get out, and should not get out. We're seeing uh, neighbors. I'm seeing people in our own neighborhood, including me and my family. I mean, we're taking things to people who are shut in their homes uh, just to do the right thing. So that's just something I just I love to see the best come out in everyone in circumstances like this. I have a whole lot more right after the break. Don't go away. I'll be right back.
0: You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network.
1: You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call our toll-free number anytime. It's 1-800-331-6445. 1-800-331-6445. You can also visit online Senior Care Live L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so um, we have so many good things happening. Uh, you, you know we we have people checking in on their elderly neighbors uh, and 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 by the way, you don't have to be elderly to be affected by this terrible virus. I mean you could you could be anyone uh, at any age uh, in any circumstance and have to you know quarantine uh, and you know stay in place and not go out for essential. Uh, uh, you know, supplies, etc. Check in on everyone you know and ask if you can help them. Ask if they need anything. Offer to run to the store, bring back groceries, make some meals and drop them off. Whatever it takes to help them get by uh, for the time period uh, needed here uh, that, and, and, and we're all doing that, but if, if you haven't thought about it, because you're really focused on taking care of yourself, now you're, you're out of the woods, you're out of quarantine, you're feeling good, you're glad you didn't get it, but you did that just in case, now reach out and try to help some other folks. Um, so I've, I've tried to be very positive the last three weeks, and, and I am. Uh, but now, let me talk about uh, just briefly some of the worst in humanity, and it's all of these scams that you you, you see just kind of just coming out of the woodwork. Uh, I wanted to kind of uh, raise the red flag and just warn our listeners about some of these scams. Uh, it just don't fall for them. Don't fall for them. Uh, If you're not sure, don't engage. That's probably the best way to, uh, the best uh, approach. But some of these scams, I just wanted to go through a few of them uh, pretty quickly. Uh, There are a lot of, uh, you'll see, you'll hear about, you know, COVID-19 charities. Uh, Some of them are, I'm sure, legitimate. Many, and I mean many, are not legitimate. Legitimate. Uh, so you know there are some definitely you know safe and reputable ways. Uh, you know, if you want to help out uh, a company and know you're absolutely making a difference and keep that right here in Kansas City, contact Kansas City hospice. Uh, they can help. and um, and and I also read uh, online uh, that Kansas City hospice has uh, a very generous donor who is going to do some matching uh, of, uh, of donations, and they could use all the help uh, that they can get right now. Uh, it 's all hands on deck, so uh, that that 's a great way to make a charitable contribution. It would be really appreciated. You know it 's going to a great organization. It stays right here in Kansas City uh, to help families and and patients right here in the Kansas City metro area uh, so But just be careful of some of these charities that that you 're hearing about and seeing just popping up everywhere out there because some of them are legitimate and some are not uh, here 's the brand new one, and this one just makes me really angry. Uh, IRS is calling and they need your bank account so that they can deposit your $1,200 check from the government stimulus. Okay. Guess what? The IRS is not calling you. (laughs) It's not even ready yet. It's going to take another couple of weeks for that to get processed. I think the federal government is pushing money down to the States and then each state is going to implement that. It's my understanding that they will either send you a check they're not going to call you up and say, hey, what's your bank account number? Do not fall for that. Just hang the phone up. Uh, uh, they're either going to send you a check or if you've been filing taxes online and you've been receiving refunds online, uh, the IRS and the Treasury already has your information and they'll just deposit it uh, into your account in that manner. So uh, just the, I, here's, the, here's the takeaway the IRS is not calling you asking you for your bank account. Do not fall for it. Do not fall for it, please. Uh, you know, the Treasury Department needs to know who to send your check to. And a lot of people are um, in a financial situation where they need that money and they need it right now. Well, because of that need and maybe even desperation, at some, sometimes, they're, oh, yeah, here, here's who you send it to. Well, just think about it. Again, the Treasury Department is not calling you. They're they're not going to do it. They're going to take care of it in other more legitimate uh, means. Um, There are a lot of products that I see floating around out there on the Internet and through social media, etc., products claiming to prevent or cure COVID-19. So this just in legitimate products to prevent or cure COVID-19 do not exist, period. This is a new virus. Uh, The government is rolling out. uh, They believe that they have found uh, the vaccine formula that they believe will work, but uh, they're going to get this out in record time. So for for the FDA and this whole process, typically that's a six to seven year timeframe. They're gonna have this done and this is a done deal. It'll be a beautiful thing but it's going to take 18 months to do it. So that means that a successful and and fantastic vaccine will not be available for the general public until the fall of 2021. That's just a fact. That's straight from the CDC and the government. So any products claiming to prevent or cure COVID-19, run, do not walk, because that's a scam. Uh, there are a lot of fundraisers that you're hearing about that are pulling on heartstrings, uh, trying to get you to donate money. You know, donate money to Kansas City Hospice, donate money to your church, uh, donate money to harvesters, donate to local known entities where you know you can definitely make a difference. Uh, don't fall for some of these if you don't know about them. Uh, you know, some some scams are offering COVID tests to Medicare beneficiaries in exchange for their Medicare number and their personal information. Don't do it. Do not do it. Don't fall for it. There are fraudulent websites uh, that release uh, a, a computer virus uh, when you visit them, or if they, they could send you an email. I, I just can't understand people who do this. I mean, if they use their creativity and their, and their ingenuity and their smarts for something positive, I mean, they could, you know, they'd probably be millionaires. You know, I mean, they, they could be very successful. I don't know why some people just have to go down this wrong road, uh, but but they do. They're sending out emails uh, on some of these scams. And when you click on the attachment to learn about the, the new cure that came out or whatever it is, uh, that attachment then unleashes a virus, not a human virus, but a computer virus, into your laptop or your phone or your, 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 your tablet, whatever you have. Uh, And it, you know, it, it could wipe out your entire system. It could hold your computer for ransom Uh, there. It could release malware that won't even show up for months. Uh, There's just, it's just bad stuff. So if you're not a hundred percent sure, about what it is that you're reading or what it is that you're hearing they're asking for your personal information or they're tugging on your heartstrings or it sounds too good to be true it probably is don't don't fall for it <laughs> do not take the bait uh and uh, just in the last few seconds i have to say you know a lot of prayers going out for senior care consulting uh, and I appreciate that. We have changed our process. We continue to be able to help uh, uh, our, our families and our clients in need continue to help them uh, find the best fit when searching for an assisted living facility, a nursing home, or memory care. Uh, if, if you need uh, to, to find a care facility for your loved one and you can't wait, we can still help you so reach out today at 913-945-2800 we can still help you no doubt about it we're helping lots of folks right now here in the casey area all right i'm your host steve keeker and i wish you grace and peace may god bless you and your family on this day and always i'll see you next week right here on senior
0: care live